Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Ten oh three here on SENZ. Just slightly early panel today. Mark Hinton from Stuff, of course, with the, all that great rugby writing. In particular, Guy Havelt from TVNZ. Uh, the subjects of the day, interesting ones for me. We hinted uh, this morning, gentlemen, uh, in our chat with Julie Patterson, that tennis numbers were down across the board. We've heard about rugby numbers. Uh, and some of those other sports, cricket in particular, uh, we're struggling. How do we get our kids, Mark Hinton, how do we get our kids back to playing the traditional sports, or is it almost a lost cause? Well, it's it's harder than it used to be, Smithy. Uh, and, and g'day, Guy. Um, no doubt about it, because um, just of the range of sports and, and, and the, I guess, kind of the accessibility, the, visual, the visualisation, I guess, or the ability for people to be able to see these sports now so much more. There's so much more range of choice for kids. So it is tougher for the traditional sports. But, hey, here's a memo. Make them more accessible, make them more alluring, and make them fun. And you might find traditional sports get more kids involved. Look, it's about establishing role models, isn't it? Why is basketball so popular with kids these days? Because of the NBA, because of the visibility of basketball as as a sport. It promotes... um, I guess, you know, you see the guys up close, their real personalities on the court and off it and so forth. Kids have role models, you know, they have uh, these um, stars that they love to kind of watch and to follow. So, look, the, the message for, for the traditional sports, Smithy, is get on board with changing times and they can't kind of just rely on, on uh, you know, people turning up and enrolling for them anymore. They have to get with the times and they have to be, um, interesting and fun for these kids. Guy Havelt, um, I've tried in, in a number of forms, touch rugby, uh, you know, non-contact uh, in mm. terms of contact sports, some non-contact options, T20 cricket, uh, playing them during the week instead of the weekends uh, so the kids can do their other weekend pastimes. But it seems they're still fighting a bit of a losing battle, don't they? Yeah, morning, fellas. Morning, Smithy. Morning, Mark. Um, look, it, it's a... Uh, it's an enormous issue, really, for these traditional sports, and, and I, I wouldn't want to be running them at the moment because, um, you know, these these kids these days are, are so they're into different things to what to, to what we used to be back in the day. And uh, to, to pick up off Mark's point, I think it's a great point that uh, for too long now rugby, if I can take that for example, has just been 
the players have just been trained to the nth degree to not do anything exciting off the park. And, you know, you look at guys like Israel Adesanya and, and people from the UFC and Stephen Adams and, uh, you know, a couple of other Kiwi sports people, and, and they're fun off the court or off the field or whatever their, their playing arena is. They are good on social media, um, you know, but they, they market themselves to a different audience. And uh, for too long now, the traditional sports that we're talking about haven't been doing that. And I think that's a big issue as to why kids particularly aren't, aren't warming to these sports anymore because they don't see these players and, these, um, and, and, and the people who should be, and I hate using this term usually when it comes to sport, but they're idols, um, you know, they, they, they don't see them in those fun ways that we see other sports people doing. And I think that's a large reason why Israel Adesanya has become such a, a, a promotable person because he's different, because he says what he wants, because he, um, you know, a lot of people don't like him, but, but the fact is that the world's changing and, um, you know, he, he, he sticks up for himself and, and, and is different to anyone else and therefore stands out. And I think that's a big part. And, um, yeah, I, I just think rugby, if I can use that for an example, is just a bit too... But too same, same, but too bland. We need some personality from these people. We need to see a bit more of it. We see it with the with the Black Ferns and the Black Fern Sevens, but when it comes to men's rugby, um, it's just so same, same, and so boring. Yeah, well, you make a good point there. And, and Mark Hinton, uh, obviously in, in the rugby areas where the numbers are dwindling, particularly in uh, late secondary school and Colts' uh, particular thing, they've, they've come up, uh, tried to come up with these rule changes uh, to make it more appealing. I mean, here's a game for us. It's our national game. It does have role models. It could not get much more coverage than it gets, yet it's still losing those numbers. Uh, it, to me, if, if it doesn't work in rugby, can it ever work? Yeah, no, it, it, it possibly can't. I mean, the model is different now, Smithy. You know, skateboarding and surfing and kite surfing and all these different, you know, sports. They just weren't around, you know, 20... 30 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, you know, there's just so much more sport climbing, you know, UFC, all these other sports. I mean, the the field is just so different now. And, you know, rugby has to kind of understand that it's just not going to capture, you know, the percentages that it used to. And it, what it has to look to do is is to do, I guess, more with the people that it does have to, to um, you know, open up those pathways, to you know, to... Um, to, to be better with less, basically, because I think that is just the reality of the modern landscape. So, Guy, uh, the last time that they really get controlled into a situation where they have to play sport and they're, you know, they're guided, um, you know, and, and supervised, it's pretty much secondary school, isn't it? So, uh, is that the point they're losing them? Is is it secondary school that's got an issue here? Yeah, I, I, I think so, and, and then I think it's probably just after secondary school as well, where, where you know, in, in school you, you, you are around your mates and, and you get to play in teams and that sort of thing, and, and then you get out of school and, and, and you know, people aren't, aren't um, you know, there's, there's no way of doing that, you either have to join a club or you don't play at all, uh, that kind of happened to me, um, you know, I, I, I just didn't have time and, 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 and had to stop playing and that sort of thing because it wasn't so accessible. But I think the bigger problem is certainly at secondary school, probably intermediate. Uh, and I think there's a, there's, a, there's a massively broader issue here when, we, when it comes to rugby and, and rugby league and, and maybe some other sports along this path as well is that concussion is, is just so serious at the moment that, um, you know, parents particularly, I don't think, uh, want to see their kids getting hammered week in, week out. And I know... World Rugby and New Zealand Rugby are doing whatever they can and sometimes we sit there and we scratch our heads 
about these rules in terms of tackling and um, you know people getting red carded and that sort of thing. But it, it needs to happen if, if concussion is going to get stamped out of the game. That for me is a, is a big thing that needs to happen for for parents uh, to believe that rugby. And I keep picking on rugby; it might be a bit unfair, but but it is the sport I think that is probably seeing this as, as its toughest time in terms of numbers for, for young kids. Um, you know, the, uh, concussion is the biggest thing that they need to sort out for parents to believe that it's a safe game for their kids to play. Uh, Mark Hinton and Guy Havelt here uh, with the panel this morning, folks. Uh, Mark Hinton, we know that uh, the All Blacks will be playing. We know that they've got numbers. Uh, but what kind of numbers and who will be wearing them this weekend? Uh, what are you expecting in terms of a team naming later in the week? Yeah, m- more rotation, Smithy. I think that's pretty clear. It's been heavily signposted. Ian Foster said he doesn't want anyone to play five tests in a row. Um, he said it may be a necessity because of, of, of outside factors, but he doesn't want it. So while, while he's got control of things, um, he will rotate. I, I think he's going to continue along those lines of that, that five to six changes just feels about right, doesn't it? Well, you know, it feels the right number to make rather than like 10, you know, which we saw um, last year so, so fatally for the All Blacks. So I think, I think he'll just continue to rotate. He, he's lucky because he's got guys like Cody Taylor, Adi Savir, Patrick Tuipulotu and Offa Tungafasti coming back on board this week. These are normal kind of uh, front-line players, if not guaranteed starters, sort of guys that <coughs> do start regularly. So I think just through natural attrition, he's going to get some rotation. And I think people like uh, Dalton Papali, Akira Ioane, uh, even the Bowden Barrett with that suspect cast, uh, Brody Retallick, time to give them a rest because we know what's coming. Two tests against the box. Look, this All Black team, Smithy, Guy, I don't think I've seen depth like the All Blacks have got right at the moment. And that's one thing we have to credit Ian Foster with. He is building incredible depth, and depth wins rugby uh, tests, but it mainly wins tournaments like the World Cup. And the depth of these All Blacks at the moment is amazing, and they are prepared to use it, but they've just got to continue to be judicious. So I like that sort of five to six changes. So, okay, uh, I guess uh, you're pretty much of a similar opinion, Guy, because uh, as uh, Mark pointed out, uh, we've had so many hints come in. That one thing that where depth is going to be further tested, though, is at half-back with the news coming through that Aaron Smith will not join them at all for the Rugby Championship. And uh, still, you know, we're waiting to see even later on uh, in this uh, particular elongated tour. Uh, what do you make of that news? Well, firstly, I think it's wonderful for the, for the provincial competition. It's going to be fantastic to see him out there, hopefully week in, week out, until he does join up with the All Blacks, if he does this year. I think that's a positive side to this. And... And also, yeah, I, I think halfback might be where they're tested. But in saying that, I was impressed by TJ Pedernada and I've been impressed by Brad Weber as well. I think they've got two pretty solid options there who they can call on, whoever they decide to go with this weekend. I think we'll do a decent job. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to... I, I still think that, that... And I don't want to go down this path too much. I still think that Scott Robertson probably should, should have been the All Blacks coach. But... I'm starting to warm to what Ian Foster's doing with this, two, this team. I, I think the last two weeks, they've been very impressive. Uh, I, last year was a tough one to get any sort of consistency in their game plan, in their selections, and the way they were playing. Uh, he's, they seem to have hit the ground running so far this year. Yeah, the opposition's been a bit weak, and, and I 
I suspect the test will still come against the box. But I've been pretty impressed by what they've done so far. Um, and, and as Mark rightfully says, the depth is just so strong now that you could pretty much pick whoever you wanted out of that squad and, and you'd be confident in, in them doing the same job. What I would like to see is I would like to see Odin Barrett remain at 10, and he probably will because uh, Mawonga is obviously not there yet. I, I'd love what Bowden Barrett has done in the 10 jersey, and I'd like to see him just be given a few more opportunities there to strut his stuff uh, before Mawonga comes back and, and probably gets his shot. It's an interesting one, Mark, isn't it? Uh, you know, be prior to not going on this tour, I, I think you probably would have thought that Richie Mawonga was a lock uh, in terms of that position. But we get that reminder of, of Bowden Barrett and uh, just what he has to offer and what he has done for us in the past, clearly, the signs are still there. What do you make of that 10 jersey now if they were both there and they were playing a World Cup final this weekend? Oh, absolutely. Look, first things, let me just say this. Aaron Smith's not news. has been dressed up as news today. There's nothing news in that. When they announced last week, uh, Richie Moanga was the only all-black, only stay-at-home all-black heading over um, uh, in time to make it for that last the very last box week. Let's not forget they have to do two weeks of, of quarantine, hard quarantine when they arrive. Um, that, that was an automatic. Aaron Smith wasn't there. So that's been dressed up as news today, but it's not. His baby's not due until November. He's probably not going to be on the tour either. That's not really news. But anyway, um, yeah, Richie, Richie Moanga versus Bowden Barrett. Uh, intriguing. It really is. Bowden Barrett is coming into fantastic form. I'm a little bit worried about his body that, Remember not so long ago, he, he, he mentioned that he'd been dealing with an Achilles tendon issue that bothers him, has to manage his training workload. 18 months or so he'd been dealing with that. Now we've got this calf that's sort of cropping up. So can he last at the Breipold age of 30? But he is playing fantastic rugby. And right now I would have that Bowden Barrett playing the flick out the back pass to Luke Jacobson in that sort of form, Smithy. I would say it's a 50-50 call. Richie Moanga has the more consistent body of work, but Bowden Barrett, as we know, is a world beater on his day, and when he's coming back into this sort of form, he can win you matches. Look, that's a 50-50 call. Either one of those guys does a great job. It's a great luxury for Ian Foster. And if, if, I was, if you held a gun to my head, I'd, I'd say pick Richie Moanga. He's younger. I think his body's a bit stronger, and I think he's just more consistent. But I would not be at all disappointed to see Bowden Barrett start a World Cup final for the All Blacks. Guy, we'll just uh, change tune to, uh, to, to cricket um, and it, it, we're hearing through the grapevine that Colin de Gronholm's had a haircut. Um, would, that necessarily <laughs> mean, would that necessarily mean he's going to get double figures uh, this time round or, or should he even get a chance? Uh, well, geez, that's, uh, the, yeah, the haircut is, is uh, that, that blew me away this morning. Geez, he looks completely different. Maybe it will make him a different player. Look, I, I, I think his time's done. Uh, I know, I know, Bangladesh T20s uh, in Bangladesh. Uh, you can't really uh, put too much into that because the pitches were an absolute dog, and he's obviously not in the first choice selection in terms of T20s because he wasn't in the World Cup squad. In saying that. Uh, his body of work now over all three formats over the best part, part of the last 12 months has been pretty disappointing. Uh, Daryl Mitchell has been consistently good in that black cap side. You've got Jimmy Neesham there as well. I just think those two guys uh, have, have leapfrogged Tom now. He's been great for New Zealand uh, on numerous occasions uh, with bat and ball, but uh, unfortunately I think his time's up. And uh, I would say, as I say, across all three formats, I would probably have Mitchell... 
in the test squad, uh, maybe in the one day squad as well, or fighting out that 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 side of things with with Jimmy Neesham. But I think uh, yeah, Degronholm's days for me uh, uh, are certainly done. Uh, well, are done if not numbered at least for for the Black Caps. Mm, interesting. I tend to agree with you actually. Uh, our standards are too high to to permit that kind of run of uh, poor form. Uh, we don't need that, uh, and I think Daryl Mitchell, uh, right here and now, um, would be my choice uh, if they had to go up against each other, and that's not counting Nisham as well, obviously. So uh, that for that. Uh, obviously, we've been talking about hints about All Black selection. There's been a hint from Jacinda, uh, Mark Hinton, that you may well um, uh, have an opportunity uh, at some stage in the future to either order a takeaway meal or pop out to your favourite restaurant. So in terms of that, let's just put it, finish on a slightly um, uh, more jovial note, shall we? What, what, would you, what are you looking about? What are you dreaming about in terms of um, your cuisine requirements when you get released? Oh, Smitty, stop hinting at these things. <laughs> this is torture. This is, for, those of, for those who aren't in Auckland, who can eat freely and don't have to cook their own meals every night, you are very lucky. Look, um, yeah, undoubtedly, it's, it's something that you dream about at night. What is going to be your first, first meal back in, in the relative freedom of level three slash two or whatever? Um, for me, it's Thai. I dream of, of having my tie when I've denied my tie for more than a week. Um, uh, it, it's a good mixture of, he- of health and taste. And when, I, when I'm denied it, I crave it. Crave it like a pregnant woman craves her, her marshmallows or whatever. Um, yeah, no, it's tie for me. I don't know. What, what about for you guys? What do you dream of? Oh, mate, I... I can't wait for some fresh fish. I'll be going straight to Fishsmith uh, in the Hearn Bay Ponsonby region, the best place for, for fish and for fish tacos and calamari burgers. I'm salivating just at the thought. Oh, my word. I can't wait. Hopefully, hopefully we can get out of this at least into Level 3 uh, next Tuesday because uh, now that you've brought that up, Smithy and Mark, all I want is a little bit of fresh fish uh, on my plate. Okay. Please, please, Okay, please. got it. Tip for the future, guy. Uh, if you're looking like going into lockdown again, get some get some goldfish in. Uh, the, the other the other one for me uh, is uh, Mark Hinton. Uh, if the if you don't get out and get your tie very shortly, the All Blacks better play bloody well, hadn't they? Otherwise, the tone of your articles might change. I'm, I'm trying not to let my food my food denial get me grumpy. Really, I'm trying to stay happy, and my, luckily, my wife's a very good cook, so I'm getting by. Good on you, lads. Uh, absolutely fantastic to hear from both of you this morning. That was Guy Havelt, of course, TVNZ, Mark Hinton, who uh, uh, writes uh, some wonderful stuff uh, on stuff too, uh, particularly in, in rugby, and uh, he loves his basketball as well. So, And he now, we now know he loves his, his Thai food, and Guy Havelt will be at the fish shop first chance.